This is Antoinette, and you, you are listening. This is Shanti. This is Antoinette. And this is Jasmine Sullivan. And you, you are We are two Philly-bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks. Because Because duality duality is a thing. So, I have the wrong thing up. (sighs) So, uh, uh, as you heard, we have a very special (laughs) guest here today. We are here with your favorite singer's favorite singer, from Brandy to Fantasia to Kim Burrell to Stevie Wonder to the Queen Bee herself. This young woman is like no other, and to quote Beyonce, she is an alien. Y'all know who it is. It's Miss Jasmine Sullivan, a.k.a. Jazz. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Insert. (laughs) Insert. Clapping track. I'm drinking, by the way. Miss <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan uh, has worked with Missy, Frank Ocean, Salam Remy, Bryson Tyler, to name a few. She's written for Monica, Mary, Molly, Tamia, Kendrick Lamar, Uncle Snoop, yes. Wale, Jennifer Talk Hudson, yes. Christina Milian. She has been nominated for 11 Grammys, three BET and NAACP awards, one Soul Train Award. And in 2010, she won Billboard's Rising Star Award. And in 2011, she won ASCAP's Best R&B Song Award for, for a Lee. song we don't, know. we don't remember. <laughs> she don't even know. And I don't know. <laughs> I looked it up. I could not find it. We need to call Miss Pam. Um, with her albums Fearless, Love Me Back, and Reality Show, she has touched the hearts and minds of many and has served as a mouthpiece for women like us. So to many, she is Jasmine Sullivan, but to us, she is Jazz. And while we celebrate all of her success, we are done gassing her up. Uh, but for real, she's dope. And um, yeah, Hi, I didn't Jazz. even know you did have that shit, honestly, when I was doing this. Me I was like, ah! You ain't know? No. <laughs> well, there it is. Jasmine, would you like to say hello to the people? Hey, people. Hey, y'all. I'm the third unofficial member of Around the Way Curls. <laughs> they have left me out because I wear a weave. I choose, I choose to wear a weave. And they discriminate against me. Nobody But I'm here. You are I'm so here. agitated and loud. Oh, I can't stand you. I really can't. All right. So... Uh, to get started, some background. Uh, I've known Jazz since her Strawberry Mansion days, since high school, ninth grade, from us cutting school to hang out at the studio. And then back then, she rocked the Afro Punk, uh, Afro Puff, though. Afro Punk. Afro Puff. That's on your mind, Afro Puff. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big old Afro Puff. And sometimes she wore it to the side to my dismay. <laughs> it pissed me off. She would purposely put on Which an angle. What wore hair straight? Oh, did she wore. come into school with straight yes, hair? Yes, she did. See, I yeah. didn't come into a thing about grade. Carl. She didn't know anything about anything, really. Oh. <laughs> See, I didn't come into That's 11th rude. grade. So I didn't know you started, you came in with ninth, in ninth grade. Yeah, with I came hair. in with blonde straight hair. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was fucked up. I think. I am the reason. Oh my God. We're not even about to do this one today. You are not the reason I want to. You are. I ain't going to take that off. You have never wear no hair wraps on your head. Never. (laughs) You. I hate you. Okay. So, 
No, that's not the reason why. But anyway, uh, Jasmine and I, we used to share clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would wear we a still zipper. Do. We still do. <laughs> she just gifted me with stuff. Uh, some zipper. There was an infamous zipper shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I love that zipper. I fucking love this We thing. love that zipper shirt. I would wear it on Monday. She would wear it on Tuesday. We alternated yesterday. Did people notice? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we didn't care. <laughs> we were anyway. Um, no, but uh, ever since I've met Jazz, she has definitely marched to the beat of her own drum. Has been fearless. Oh, did you see what I did there? <laughs> Get it? Fearless. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, really. So, uh, yeah, whatever she didn't want to do or didn't feel right, she didn't do. Um, so I think that it's I think it's important for us to take some time to stroll down memory lane a little bit and uh, give you some insight on Miss Miss Sullivan on some of my my favorite memories. You can think of your favorite memories. You know I can't rem- remember anything. Well, that's fucked <laughs> that's up because a lot of I'm very. You gotta remind me, and I'll go back. Okay, so the first thing that well, I, uh, there's one word that all I have to say is prom. <laughs> what about the summer? <laughs> what about Brown's prom? Shanti was finally in the group by then, probably to her dismay because she was so embarrassed by. I us. was not embarrassed. We, we was a mess. We I were a hot ass mess. We went prom. down the line. It was something wrong with everybody <laughs> until you got to Shanti. Shanti looked regular. She looked nice. <laughs> she saved us. We look crazy as shit. <laughs> First of all, you didn't even. Jasmine waited because she has this thing about her where she's not going to settle. She did not have a date for prom. That's not true. I, I had a person that I wanted to take, but my mom didn't like him. And he just, he wasn't. A, well. Oh, you wanted to take him? Yeah. I did not know that. I couldn't take him. So I had to find somebody else. I'm just telling and who somebody did you story. find? First Josh, of all, where did he come from? from? Met him that on the street. He so, was cute though. Oh, there's some club that used to let in like 70 year olds. Bubbles or something with bubbles. Oh, One no, of them no, 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 anyway, so I'm like determined. I'm like, okay, I'm a pro- shampoo. shampoo. I was like, I'm gonna find me a prom date here. <laughs> so I found this guy, and then I was like, hey, you know, would you like to go to my prom? And once he realized I was young like that, he was like, out of here. So then I was like, oh shit, all right, I got a ticket. What am I gonna do? So I was going to my eye house this <laughs> one day, and we was parking, and I saw this guy walking past, and I was like, oh, he cute. I got out the car and I was like, hi. Um, this is like three days before prom. I know you don't know me, but I was wondering if you wanted to go to my prom and it just so happened that he knew my cousin. And so that's. So he, that's you didn't even know that he knew your cousin. No, no I just, just thought he, just he, was, saw, he was cute. He, he was, was very he was handsome. Cute. She saw him he in the street. Very, how much older was he than everyone else? Because he was just staring at us. I remember him just being smiling and I just being like. To my, I was thinking like, I can't believe that. First of all, he showed that much restraint because. Like any man at that time who would have been around a 17, 18 year old would have been trying to sleep he with him. Like that, he, that was he, it. How, he was not how, old, how much He probably was like 23, 24. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. But man, I guess it was because of his relationship with my cousin. He wasn't going to like try to smash. <laughs> but any other guy would have been like, especially what was happening in. That. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Two people left. That's a shame. No, we had a hotel room. I was thinking about how did we even get into the hotel room? Like, how did Amanda? Amanda, Amanda's parents. But what did we tell our parents? Because like, we dad didn't play that. And my mom. No, my dad. My dad knew. My dad did not think that any boys would be there. But my dad knew that we were gonna all hang out after prom. Right, but. They, and, and my thing was, I kept saying, my dad, we're going to be all in the same room. Nothing's going to happen. But people don't understand that after prom, all the girlfriends and their dates went to a, a hotel, hotel and stayed. I would never <laughs> let my dad. I would never either. That's what I was thinking. Like, why did they love it? I don't even know if mom, I probably was just like, I'm spending the night over somebody's house. I probably didn't tell her. Probably not. But Antoinette tapped into her inner Beyonce. She had a long, full, don't luscious, <laughs> platinum blonde weave and a white is, curtailed is... tuxedo suit and 
a mini From skirt. What's, what's the song? Never knew how much. You should know what that yeah, is. It's called Fever. It's a Fever. Yes. American songbook classic. Listen, but you got it from Beyonce. I okay? did. That's I did. Beyonce was my. I loved her so much, and, Jasmine and I thought that was like, oh my god. She was a fucking like a genie, in the, <laughs> genie from Aladdin. All I know is like it was a wave. sea of motherfucking blue. Oh, but oh. <laughs> But you, <laughs> but you weren't there because we went to go get our hair done together. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought your hair looked pretty. Oh, we can't say nothing about the hair, but it did work out the way she wanted it to. She picked this curly hair, trying to be like me, but she picked this oh. curly red I did. I did not pick that. Or did I? Yes, you did. You said, I'm going to have curls. And when she was done, she looked like she was getting no, ready for the drag I race. No, listen, I didn't think that. No, okay, like RuPaul's oh, drag. Yeah. Naima Johnson, who is my longtime hairstylist. God bless and her. And she had just started around that time, so she decided to do the red. She's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this red quick weave on you." And I had never had a quick weave anything, and she had never done it. So this was our first time we were playing around. She Don't was do playing that around. for plum. I know that. She was playing around. I let her do it, and that hairstyle was so so bad. bad. Your dad was like, "Mm." (laughs) I didn't know what to say. I don't remember. I thought you, but you had to take it out. She took it out. She was upset. Then she just had her natural hair that she had straightened, but it was blonde. Oh, the ugly orange blonde. Yeah, yeah. it was that blonde that like Mm, was mm -hmm. insane. If you hear children in the background of (laughs) my godson and Shanti's daughter, I'm professional. (laughs) (laughs) This is as professional as no, this is (laughs) This is just a little sneak peek to what we have to deal with. So yes, that was prom. Our prom experience was very interesting. Um. I have another. Mm. I would like. I'm gonna save one for the for the end because that's my personal favorite. But there was a jazz and march to beat of her own drum, like I said. And if she didn't want to do something, she wasn't gonna do it, and that included class. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a class. Miss Butani mm. had a class. Science. Biology. I don't even remember what that class biology. was. Biology. No, we Did had already take taken uh-huh. biology with her. It was like a. It was like a, a extra class because she just had classes to burn, and it was like a an extra science that we that they had bestowed upon. Jazz. I think it was biology. I think it was. was I think no, it was you biology. had you couldn't have graduated without doing biology. I didn't do it. I just didn't do it. <laughs> yes, Jasmine. Are you let you me couldn't have graduated they without me, biology? They let me out that damn school. <laughs> they said, "Go, please, girl, get out." So. Okay, maybe it was biology. Jasmine had decided that she wasn't going. And so for like four months, I, I have to give you background. I was a very like good student. Mm-hmm. I took school very seriously. Mm-hmm. And my dear friend did not. <laughs> she was very clear that she was not going to college. She was just like, I'm not, this is not my path. Like this can be your path, but this is not my path. I'm just trying to get the fuck out of here. And I was freaking out because... Every pe- every time that class came around, she just refused to go to class. She would be in the soundproof room. <laughs> Listen, I refused to go because you just know when something's just not for you. <laughs> so the first day I went, I didn't know what that lady was saying. I didn't know what she was talking about. And I just knew I was going to fail. And I was like, I'm not about to sit up in here and fail this class. Yes. I'm not going to do it. So I left. I was like, I won't, I won't get enough. But she had nowhere else to go. No, and there was... yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I... Was like freaking out, thinking, oh my gosh, she's not going to graduate. She's going to get in trouble. If she doesn't graduate, she's going to be out on the street. Then she's going to end up homeless. Like, I was just insane. That's how I think. So I was thinking to myself, okay, I was in the vocal, what was it? A vocal, whatever. Um, No, Salfeggio was mandatory. I hate you. It was some vocal (laughs) class. It was like AP. There was only, it was like, advanced placement it was only for like the kids that were like dorks that wanted to learn about the history and all that it wasn't even about vocal ability so i was begging mr cormier the teacher to let jasmine into no the class. before you begged him i was going into the class right i was she, walking back she was and getting I was like, kicked hey. out i was like it's <laughs> here let me go in there and, and he would, down. she would sit in the back and mr cormier would be like 
Jasmine, please leave. And he would not let her stay. And she, like, so often she would come in and just sit in the back of the classroom. And there was only, like, 12 of us. So, like, three months have passed, and she still has not. So, she just doesn't have a certain period class. Finally, I went to the principal, Mr. Whaley, and I was like, Mr. Whaley, this is you the situation. You went to the principal. With, I made you go with me, right? I don't remember. I went to, I'm pretty you, sure she was with me. the rest of the- <laughs> And I, I was beginning. I was begging her. I was like, "Listen, she's not going to go to Miss Butai's class. Don't you want to see this young sister win? Like, she's on the path. You don't want this to hold her back." And he was just like, "I'll talk to Mr. Cormier." Begrudgingly, Mr. Cormier let her in, and she graduated. Hallelujah! She ain't even come to graduation, but she graduated. Yes, I did. Thank you. So, how <laughs> But that just goes to show you the kind of will that this girl has. And my last story that unfortunately Shanti wasn't there, but upon graduation, we took a girl's trip. Yes. And there was a point. What? Are you about to talk about there was a point where Jasmine, she got the spirit in her. First of all, we rented some ATVs, some four-wheelers, because yes. of the Philly in us. And Jasmine and our other girlfriend, Amanda, crashed both of theirs <laughs> and wound up mm. on the inst- back of the instructors. <laughs> fucking ATVs. Doing God knows what, if you know what I'm talking about. And then... I was being molested. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where That's I was. So- I was not going to tell that part. <laughs> Well, I told it. That Mexican man was taking advantage of me. <laughs> she was like, it was unwanted. She was like, y'all, I think he just fingered me. And we were like, what? <laughs> Jazz, it was like that? <laughs> I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember. <laughs> so that's, a, that's how she said it. I think he was just touching her. I don't remember. This is disgusting. <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but he was very appropriate with me. He was very inappropriate. Inappropriate. Yeah, inappropriate. <laughs> Or appropriate. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and he, no, he was inappropriate with me. No, he was. So I mean, y'all are young girls. That's, we were young, yes. Shanti's upset. You all went out. It, it, it was bad. It was we not should. good, though. We should But no, there was a point. So during this uh, ATV excursion, there was this body of water. And, you know, I'm like, I know how to swim. Mama put me, told me how to swim. Amanda knows how to swim. Her parents had her in swimming lessons. Jasmine was too busy singing to learn how to swim. But she was so inspired by this water. It was beautiful. Everybody was in it. It was like the rainwater. Like, there, this water did not reach any other body of water. It was just like a huge cove that just was like natural spring water. And this fool... So me, Amanda and I jumped off the cliff. We're like in there swimming, like, oh, Jasmine's great. This fool puts on. I didn't know the... she could swim. We did know she could swim. That's why we were just saying, oh, it's great. And I told her to bring her ass in there. She puts on a life jacket. <laughs> it was too small. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> had my size. Maybe the size of like her <laughs> panties. And starts to come down the rocks. Honestly, I can still see it. I climbed down the rocks. I want to get it so bad. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm watching her do this. So I'm swimming over to her like, this is fucked up plan. So she gets in and the bitch cannot swim. And she, I think she's expecting the life jacket to hold her up. And it no, I was holding on to the rocks. I knew I could swim. Falling? Because a scorpion oh ran on the rocks, and I let go of the rocks, oh and then I started drowning. <laughs> well, I thought I was drowning. You I, were drowning. I might not have been drowning because no, because you were absolutely drowning. Because baby, I was so scared. Right, I was one or other, and I chose this boy. No <laughs> way. I don't know what this is. You ain't taking me out, Scorpion. And no, I'm no, it's so funny as shit. So I'm swimming over to her like, oh my God. And she's freaking out. I just see her flailing and Amanda's like, oh shit. So I'm like swimming. I'm thinking like, 
of course, being me, like, oh my god, if she dies on this trip, what the fuck am I gonna say to this Pam? Like, oh my god, freaking out. Because she was drowning, like she was going down. No, there was no lifeguard or anybody. Lifeguard? Well, fucking in Mexico. No, it was just some natural spring water. You got in at your risk. Like that was it. So I'm swimming over to her. She's freaking out because she's got like her hand on my head, pushing me under. And then I'm like, yo, it's a scorpion. And the scorpion was still <laughs> near her. It was like with her fucking shoulder. I was like, it's a fucking scorpion. So I'm trying to get her to go under to get off of her. She's freaking out. And then I just remember being like, being under the water. And I feel her on top of me going crazy and just thinking, you have to relax and get her to these fucking rocks. Just get to the rocks. And so finally I was like, trust me. And I'm swimming with her. And she was like about to cry. She was like, I'll never forget this. <laughs> she just kept saying, I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. Gratitude. Like, so upset. You and saved that, that life you from did. the scorpion. Shit was she did. So, I was thankful. But, but afterwards, that was the funny. In the moment, it was not funny. That shit was scary. That was the funniest fucking thing of that trip. Just seeing that her. Was silly. In that water with that life jacket, Shanti, that life jacket. I wish you could have seen how small that life jacket was. I think was. I saw pictures of yeah, that life jacket. Yeah, we got, we, I think we got a You guys all had these little mini, these little teeny uh, life jackets on. But yes. We got to figure out how to share those photos. I don't want those photos shared. So that. You look cute. That whole trip. Yeah. Oh, that was sweet. You had a tan. Like, you came back. We're not, we're not going to <laughs> do that. Dead. We're not going to clock my melanin. It was activated. It was good. Who did you say you, you liked? You said you liked somebody earlier. What? You said you liked somebody earlier. <laughs> okay. So for the next four <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> for the next Who the hell is it? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So... We would like to ask you a couple of questions. Now she's annoyed because <laughs> we're not I'm just sleep. talking. <laughs> so no, for real, Jasmine, you are a very um... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. I can't even take this what shit seriously. <laughs> no, you're you're an artist. You've done a lot of shit. So in order to gowns, nice gowns, <laughs> nice gowns. <laughs> god bless her um no really so i'm curious to know for all the other aspiring singers writers and all that uh how did you know you wanted to be an artist and how did you start Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Um, singing was always a part of my life. Like, I really feel like, I want to say I didn't have a choice, but it was just always in my life. My mom sang, and um, early on, it was just something that I did 
and um, enjoyed my singing church. And um, from then, singing around like 12, I was like, I want to sing. I'm singing gospel. And I had an opportunity to actually have a gospel contract. But I always felt like I would want to be able to sing about more than just mm-hmm. God. I love God, but I knew that it was other things that I would want to touch on. Like busting the windows out of Like busting the windows. <laughs> exactly. That was another good memory. That's it. What? I want to tell people that. You um, can, are you even allowed to? Yeah, that's, that was child two oh. years ago. Oh. Oh, shit. Go ahead, girl. Bring that memory All right, back. so we'll talk, we'll talk about busting the windows I remember real quick. that night. Busting the windows. I remember that A lot of people don't night. know this story, but... It was a bunch of mess going on <laughs> with an ex of mine. But it was also I, that crazy guy. I was with... with, with this that, that's too much to go into. My point of this story is my girls were with me. It wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the, the only one that was there and that busted the windows out. And I actually wasn't even the first person to do it. <laughs> I, was, oh. I was breaking Don't down... I was breaking down in the car. That was horrible. After this trauma I had been through. Oh. And my girlfriends were like watching me break down. And they were that was the upset. first time I ever saw you cry. And I, they they knew I didn't cry often, so it was, was they knew I was hurt. So they were watching me, and they were getting upset. And they actually were the <laughs> ones who decided to bust the windows out of dude's car. <laughs> and they started doing it first, and I was sitting there breaking down and like looking up and watching them destroy his car. And in my head, I'm like. Shit, I can't just let them fuck the car up and I'll do shit. We were egging you on, which is terrible. I was like, you need I to do like, it. I was like, I can't just not do it. I mean, I'm the one that he did something to. So I ended up doing it. I was the last no, person. No, we were trying to get the back out. window out and we couldn't get it out. And it was like, at that point, funny. Like, I was hitting the I back got the back window out. One try. One try. That's, That's how, how mad I was. was. Yes, I was mad. I was but, like, oh. But yeah, a lot of people, it wasn't just me and I wasn't the first person, but. My girlfriends and their angry asses. <laughs> we was mad for our own stuff yeah. too. <laughs> so we was like, you know what? Come in. Somebody got to like these niggas got to lose. Somebody oh got, my! Crazy. What in the movie these script? A man, a man's ahead at that night. She was like, oh no, you got to lose. And then it wasn't, it wasn't even his car. That it was a wasn't fun. his car. Oh, that's the other that's part. The it best wasn't his car. Part. It was not his car. It wasn't. That was some stuff. <laughs> he was borrowing his Imagine car. Imagine him having it? to take that fucking car back to the man. <laughs> <laughs> and remember the call in the morning? We slept outside of Shanti's house because we ain't know where to go. Yes. And then, what's the I wasn't home, though. Right. Y'all called me that night. I was like, nah. I ain't coming out. I, I, I don't. I can't. I have to work tomorrow. I'll never get that call into that. And I was like, no, no, no. But that was before everything went down. Y'all was just kicking it or something. And I was no, like, we no, we was just hanging. Yeah, and I was just like, no, I, I gotta, I gotta do. I and wasn't that, even that home. Dude was crazy. like, I got you for your gas money. Remember you gave me five dollars. That was another part of the story. We can't get to. <laughs> no, yes, we won't. It was a lot to happen that night. That was a crazy. Little How night. old were you? It doesn't even matter. Let's go. Let's we stick too, to. The, we, we were young and. <laughs> 17 and her. Yeah, 17 and her. Y'all had to lose. Y'all had to lose that night. Niggas got to lose. lose some. She <laughs> took my club. I had a club for my fucking Lumina. And she this. took the club and was like, woo. And then I had that hammer in the car. Just I case. remember the hammer. The hammer was what I had. I was just walking around with No, you. my mom made me put hammers in the car just in case I drive off a bridge by accident. Because she was like, you can't. The water pressure. <laughs> So you're gonna need if the water you have to well, let the car fill up with the this water is and then you is the way oh, she is. and then you hit the window to get out but you have to wait. Yo, let me get it. I'm my mom's a, a genius. Right in my car. Anyway, that was an aside. So, uh, when did you learn that you wanted to be an artist? And how did you? <laughs> how did you? So you were 12 start? years old and you decided you wanted. I was 12 to. year old. 12 years old. I was given the opportunity to do a gospel album and. I declined because I felt like one day I would want to be able to sing about more. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom was a writer. At that time, I don't know if I was writing yet. I don't even know. I guess it was in my head to start writing eventually, but I just knew that I wanted to say more. I didn't know necessarily that I was going to be the one to write it, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to talk about more. So 
and I just went hard. So what would you, what advice would you give to somebody that's starting out, a young singer, songwriter? My advice would be to hone your talent and like, just find yourself. How do you do Um, that? I mean, it first starts like just by yourself. You got to be alone. You got to figure out what you're good at, find your angle and just go from there. But like, make it a priority to um, be excellent in whatever it is that you are doing and are going to present. Mm. Did you think you had enough time being so you started at 12 years old to find yourself? Cause you went ham. Like you was, you went, you were traveling. You were, you were in it. Um, did I have enough time? I think now by now I would say I did. Um, but I, I feel like I was moving so much. I had a lot of different opportunities and I feel like, the reason some of them didn't work is because I, I didn't know who I was at the time. And I, I didn't know how to portray or, or I didn't know who I was. So mm-hmm. I feel like those, that's why those opportunities didn't work for me until, you know, I got to a certain age and a certain comfortability within myself. Okay. So uh, what would you consider your big break to be? Um, My big break was probably right before Fearless. Um, a guy had reached out to my mom named Marcus Washington and he had gotten me an interview with a, but then A&R, Peter Edge. And I had went in for a meeting and I like sat with him. I don't quite remember the story because it was a while ago, but I went and <laughs> sat with him and um, let him hear some stuff and he listened to it and he was interested but um, I don't know, it was something that he was hesitant about. Um, and so Marcus went back actually and spoke to him again. And then I met with him again. And I think by this time I had got, gotten a chance to sing for him. And he kind of gave me like a little time to like basically kind of prove myself. And I started writing. Um, I, think, I think I wrote Brush the Windows in that time. Um, maybe In Love with Another Man. I wrote, I had wrote some of the... You did Bust Your Windows in Miami. I remember that. Yeah. You, it was right no, no, after no. that, I right? had wrote, I written Bust Your Windows right after that, like that night uh-huh. after the incident. And I went to Miami. Like the next day. Yeah. Like the next day. So I'm, I, I might be getting the timeline wrong, but um, I had written some big songs that he had liked and... Um, I think by by the time he started hearing some of my ideas, he was like, oh, she might have something. So around that time. Okay. I think everybody looking in, there's this idea that the industry is this big monster and it can eat you alive. And it's like dog eat dog. And there's a lot of pressure. And I just wonder if you have seen the darker side of the industry and knowing you, you seem to have kept your wits about you. Not that you have left, you know, are unscathed, but how do you, how would you describe the industry? And how, how do you, do you think that you have to sacrifice something to make it big, big? And what do you do to protect yourself? I from- think it is doggy, doggy. Doggy, what's the doggy dog? Doggy dog, doggy 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 blocking no. all that shit no. she was like no I see you you're you shady no we're not gonna do this we're gonna do this and so a lot of things I kind of just didn't see early on and now I, I feel like I'm in charge of my space and my energy and who's around me and I'm, I'm pretty good with you know just picking like sincere people and that kind of thing that's crazy because my next question was how is it to have a momager and <laughs> she rolls her eyes. Miss <laughs> Pam is I didn't the, mean to roll my Ms. eyes. Miss Pam is the queen of all I things. Didn't, I didn't to mean to me. roll my eyes. It's it's two parts to it. I mean, like I said, she protected me from a lot, and then 
um, nobody's going to have your back or have your best interest like your parent, no like your mother. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to protect you like your mother will. So in that instance, I'm I'm so grateful for her because she just shielded me from a lot of bullshit. On the other hand, because she's my mom, the, you all the fucking lines, listen. The lines get blurred sometimes with like business and personal, and sometimes it's hard to like make a business request or something to your mom, and she not be like, "Bitch, I birthed you. Right. And I'm going to tell you what to do." As a matter of fact, so it's, it's hard in that instance. But um, I mean, we get through it. You know, we have our little arguments or whatever, and we just move on. Okay. So many people, a lot of people know you for your amazing voice. And <laughs> do you see my face? What? I'm dying. <laughs> Fuck. A lot of people know you for your incredible talent, that voice of yours. Yeah. Um, but I think that they don't, not everybody realizes that you're equally as sick, like with your pen and that you're a writer and um, that you've written a lot of the things that like we are singing. Um and a lot of the songs that we love. So I'm curious to know what your process is like when you're writing and, and to know if you, what means more to you writing or singing? Mm. Please Um, sit up straight so you can be in front of the microphone. I'm pretty, I'm sure they can hear me, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to fuck her up. I don't know how this audio is going to be. But I'm stressed um, out. I'm stressed. I would say, to answer this, the last question, I would say writing for me is more important because I spent so much time like singing and that was the more natural thing for me to do. Like I just, I always had that gift of singing. For writing, I feel like I had to work at that and I still have to work at it. Mm-hmm. And um, so if I like get a song that I think is dope, then I'm proud of myself, you know, for knowing where I came from as far as a writer. Um, I'm just more proud. And when I bring and then, your hair, such a mom grand wrote, experience. My mom wrote this. Oh, yeah. I love her. Look at you, <laughs> I'm calling her. I'm sorry, Miss Pam. I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm more proud of myself. Like if I if I write a dope song, is your writing always connected to emotions, like something that you go through, or can you just if someone says, "All right, you gotta write about," you know. Um, no, I think I write better when it is connected to my emotions and my feelings or experience like that. But I mean, I've written for other people and my first time actually writing a song from talking to somebody was this last Mary J. Blige project. And she called me up and was just like running down her shit. And first of all, I was freaking out because I'm like, I can't believe I'm talking to Mary. (laughs) And she telling me her her business on top of it. That was a moment for me because I grew up like... You know, listening to Mary and, and loving her like everybody. But to be on the phone and be like, getting like girlfriend information, that was something. And But then I had to turn that information into um, songs and into music. And um, I actually didn't like what I came up with. I was like, I actually didn't, I didn't want her to hear it. I didn't want really? to send it to her. She had to bang me. She, she, was like, she was like, she was like, Jasmine, I'm sure whatever it is, is dope. You need to send it. I was like, no, it's not. It's not good enough for you, Mary. And I just really want this to be a good moment for you. And I don't want to mess it up. I was like tripping. She was like, yo, stop it. Send it. So I finally sent it in and she she loved it. And we kept, you know, working together and doing different songs or whatever. But I like to write from experience best. And I think my songs come out better, but I can't do it that way. Do you, because you, you. You're an interesting one. Do you like to write <laughs> with people? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I want to say no. I just haven't had the experience of doing it yet. Like I just haven't been in situations, not too many situations where I've written with people. And um, that's something that I really, really want to do. But I'm a little nervous because I, I do... I'm a little bit of a hermit, so like I got we're in my studio. Really? <laughs> You're a hermit. <laughs> we're in my studio now and I just like being in a room with my own thoughts. A lot of it is just because I don't know, I might be a little insecure and I need to like go through my own thoughts and get through go I don't know, through go through my mind like by myself and figure this shit out first before I let anybody hear it. So so it's probably more like I don't want people to hear it until it's right. <laughs> 
But I do want to be able to work with people because I feel like you just you're better. If you, I mean, yeah. like two minds are better than one. But mm-hmm. you work with people in other people's projects, though, right? Um, From a writing ass or, not, or no? No, no not so here. much yet. But I want to do that because I do feel like you um, open yourself up just to more ideas, better ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's a goal. When me. you're working with Frank, what are you doing? When I'm working with Frank, we're just doing like musical stuff. It's not, uh, like, it's not lyrical stuff yet. I don't, I can't really... I don't understand half the shit Frank be talking about. What you mean? What do you mean? When he's writing, though, right? Yeah, he's writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very literal. Yeah, you gotta tell me exactly what it is that you're saying, like, and and we can have a conversation like that. But he's writing that so much. Not dead serious. I'd be like, I gotta go online. Like, let me. Or rap genius. Yes, I'd be like, oh my god, this is the fuck he talking about. But it touches me. The thing about him is that it still touches you, right? Whether you understand it fully. Or not, it's something about it that it reaches you. It yes. still gets you. It penetrates. Yes. yes. So yeah. he's he's like super talented. But I don't even know if I would. I I'll probably if I did something with him, I would probably write it first and then send him something to have him put his thing on. Interesting. Do you have a question, Shatu? Should I keep going? You can keep going. Okay. So. Well, maybe I should ask this because okay, it's closer ahead. to around what we're talking uh-huh. about. So, do you find yourself to be goal oriented? Are you like I want to set out to do this this year? Nope. Not at all. So you just you just you just that's not a good thing. No, you, that's what I'm asking. Do you wish well, that you I could? Mean, I wing it. I've been winging it. No, but you wish that you weren't that I way. Wish, no, I wish I was goal oriented. I feel like. You know, you just get more things done when you have a plan and you say, I'm going to do it this way instead of just internet's like that. <laughs> We're the total opposite. We're opposite in that way. Well, yeah. I think I'm a mix. I'm a oh, mix. Are you okay? I'm a mix. Yeah. She would put herself in a hospital. <laughs> you need a good to do list, baby. And you I, gotta I check think it you out. do, yeah. So, where is that? master that you want me to get you one and put right here? Chill. A monthly one. Under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, your albums. <clears throat> yeah. Fearless, Love Me Back, Reality Show. They're all very different albums. And I'm curious to know, what do they reflect and what do they mean to you? I mean, I don't barely remember. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to punch you. I guess Fearless, a baby okay, and you fearless, don't remember fearless obviously from the title I wanted to be fearless um, coming into the industry you know I was new and I kind of just wanted to show everybody that I'm here I want to do my own thing I don't want to be put in a certain box this is who I am love me back well first of all I want to let people know that I'm not really the best person as far as coming up with the album titles <laughs> so it's like a collective effort and I'm like the last person to give input as far as the album, the album title. titles I'm not good with that I don't even think about like cause I because I don't go into this is the planet thing cause I don't go into the album like this is what I want the album oh, to be about oh you don't you no. don't not even with your albums you're not like this is the no, but I feel I like just they're like I just write and your last album you did not have a theme it was very thematic no no but it probably went together because it was just the things that I was experiencing and listening She's and just crazy. watching like reality show I was looking at a lot of reality shows so I had a lot of like drama shit in my head like I was like that was just where I was at like because that's what I was looking at that's what came out so then you know after going through all the ideas and you like you hear it and you're like oh this is where your head is basically but I have not yet gone into an album like this is how I want it to sound this is I tried actually but it didn't work out that way so I was like fuck that I'm just do it how I normally do which is like make make songs that I like mm-hmm. and then piece them together yeah put it together so oh, this is a question for all of us okay all of us um <clears throat> What song from Fearless, Love Me Back, a reality show, one, means the most to you? I gotta remember. Um, Fearless, Fear. What's the name of the 
I think it was called Fear. Fear of something. Something like that. You know that I'm scared of. But anyway. Oh. That song. My God. Oh. I love that song because oh, that, I don't that, listen that, to that, a, that, I don't like that. It was like the end? Yeah, probably yeah. towards the end. Because oh, it literally was everything that I was afraid of. It was like, and I, and I was like, damn, I'm, a, I'm afraid of a lot of shit. So it was like me realizing, like, oh my gosh, I gotta get this together because this is not a way to live. This is not a way to be. And it was ironic that I called my my album Fearless, but I did that because that's that's what I I want to be fearless. In some ways I am, but not in always. In a lot of ways I am. I'm scared of a lot of things, and um, I, that's a part of myself that I'm, I don't like too much. So. What are you scared of? Um, I mean, I, like I said it all in the song. I'm, I was scared of putting the album out. I was scared of failing. That's the biggest thing I think for me. Are you still scared What's of that? failure? Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared of putting like everything into a project and it being dismissed or people being like, "That's not good enough." That's the scariest thing to me. Like Lauren's unplugged album. That was that was that was. I love that album, but that was like nobody received that well nobody yeah i love it i love it too it was um, amazing i think yeah i mean it's hard like because you you become vulnerable in that space and you know when people hear it they can be like what like it's the best i had to give (laughs) 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 this is the best of me (laughs) and you take it to heart right it is you know what you do so Okay, so that's your pick. Are you doing oh, Love Me Back? I don't quite remember, to be honest. I, I was going through a lot. <laughs> I, was, I was in a badass relationship. I was too. I was Wait, like, I'm going to ask you about that. I was, so I, it was that. A, it was, that was a bad time, so I don't remember a lot from Love Me Back as far as like... What was on it? What's coming up in my head? The end if I'm not good enough. That's my shit. Yes. Oh, good that's enough. It. That's what yes. it's called. <laughs> yes. I. Oh my god. The Prince like song. The Prince. The Prince influence on it. But that album for me is like a past album. It was just like, ugh, child. Just get it out and get it done. And fearless. You did fearless already. It's I okay. mean, not fearless. Excuse me. I've been working. <laughs> 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 Um, reality show uh-huh. for me that changes and probably because it's the, the last thing that I did but mascara to me I don't know I just feel like that that was my best writing on that album mm. so I like it and as also I had like a flow on it that yeah. I feel like every once in a while you get in a groove on a song like you could put a you could make a good song and you could make a song that people like but every once in a while you get like a a good groove where it's just like everything comes together like every line is flowing into the next every melody is working so I feel like I accomplished that on this one well it was supposed to be one for all of the records but I'm glad that you did oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, <breathe. laughs> and I took y'all down <laughs> Shanti uh, the question was um, what song from based all of her I Records remember song that means the most. Love Me Back was when I was going, I was in the midst of a of a terrible relationship in which I felt trapped and I had not yet realized how toxic mm-hmm. it was. But I I guess I realized now that all of those uh love love back and then what was the one you just named? Love me back. Love me back. I love back. My love. I remember oh, that. <laughs> I re- that was like my feelings, though. Oh, but okay. I was in the relationship. Mm. You think I Good love enough. you, but I don't. Good, Good enough. enough was Good like. Enough uh, but I was in the relationship. I had not yet left the relationship. So to be in a relationship with someone, and those are the songs that like resonate. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in the shower when it just came out, and. So th- those are the ones that touched me the most. Insecure that just came out. Yeah, that reflects like that relationship. Well, there um, was only supposed to be one. I'm sorry, but and you then, can keep going. <laughs> I did like. Five. And then Mona Lisa. I think Mona Lisa oh, is Mona just Lisa. like, just 
Yeah. Since y'all bitches did one. First of all, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> well, go ahead. You will be okay. We going to glide in this Go ahead, do yours. That's a shame because we do never, we can never talk to her and tell her that we like go something ahead, do she your... does. You need to hurry up. Sir. You need to go to counseling. <laughs> she needs therapy. <laughs> this isn't healthy. We mentioned that we need therapy all the time, Jen. Yes, so we always say you do too. We can all go together. We, we should go. Go. <laughs> no, mine is probably. Um, I really love Best of Me. I really love Best of Me. That's fun. I fun. just, it's not, it's, well, it's kind of sad too. <laughs> Why can't I leave him alone, break these chains and trap me in and let, like, let him go? That is me. I be holding on to niggas and I gotta let them go. I got to let them go. Uh, um, but I also love Bust the Window just because I remember <laughs> that night and I remember when she called so excited, like, yo. Wait till y'all hear this. I remember me and Amanda were on three-way and she played it for us while she was in the, still in the booth and we were just like, oh my God. And then when it came out and like this shit was playing in Philly and I knew that motherfucker that had to hear moment. it. That, that was, was a, so great. That was a moment of turning some shit into like Exactly. I felt so happy. Yeah. I felt so good for you. Like, yo, everybody's blasting this shit. And he know what he did. And he got to listen to it. That made me feel fabulous. So, here we at. I think that this is going to be a two-part because we're still here, Miss Sullivan, and she decided to talk a lot and we're not finished (laughs) with our questions. So right, not even used to me talking. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then come here from another Right, we're here from another Two weeks. No, so we're going to take a break, and we will be back next week. We're here first. (laughs) Round of weight curls, 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 curls. (laughs) Drop a bomb on flag, (laughs) y'all. No, we'll be back next week with more. (laughs) From Shanti Antoinette and... Jasmine Sullivan. (laughs) I can't. She's so hype. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. I bust the window.